Do you love balls? I still do. On this episode of Girls Who Love Balls, we are talking AB drama, tragic NFL starts, the Ravens who have stunned the league, and so much more. Baby probably still got them bowls. I told my bitch I'm faithful, but I still got the hoes. Baby getting jiggy. I'm stays with the glizzy. Baby CEO. Shake the game like you did it. You would think it's Mardi Gras. I got these bitches showing titties. And I ain't throwing beads. Pulling bitches weed. Stalling bitches out of I'm a daughter. She a flea. And when I fuck a doggy style, the only time I'm on my knee. Welcome to Girls Who Love Balls. We are a sports podcast reinventing the way girls watch and talk about sports. Empowering girls to get off the sideline and to get into the game. I'm Angelica Patterson. And I am Jackie Choice. We back. Welcome back, bitch. <laughs> it's been forever. It's so fun. Finally football season again. Life starts over in the fall, and I am so happy. Right. I'm so happy, Finally. Football is back. I feel like this was the longest offseason ever. It was absolutely dreadful to have to live like this. Um, basketball season really dragged on. I watched a lot of baseball, went to too many Braves games. I and, like the Braves. Hmm, At least we're winning now. That's fair. It's better <laughs> than before. Right. Turner Field curse, obviously a real thing because yeah. that sucked. And I luckily have never been to Turner Field. No. Actually, I just went, and it's Georgia State's football it stadium is, who's now. It is, also so. doing pretty decent. Yeah, they beat Tennessee. Which is kind of crazy. It was insane. Shout out to them, but we got a whole lineup of things we want to touch on. We're going to super keep it NFL with you guys, which we know you have to all love, because if you're anything like us and you're listening to our show, you are completely down for what is a new season going into 2020. Wow, it's insane. So, of course, we couldn't have a show if we did not mention all this Antonio Brown mess that's been happening this offseason. The fact that he's already been on two different teams is insane. What was your first thoughts of the whole Oakland match made in heaven with him? Or maybe not made in heaven. (laughs) Obviously made in this place called hell. I feel like... At the beginning, you know, it seemed like the Raiders have obviously been on an upward trajectory, and then they got this star player out of nowhere, and everybody was like, this is going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. But fairy tales are not real in any aspect of life, so you knew it was going to be some shit. Antonio Brown isn't an easy to work with person in general, obviously seeing how he left the Steelers and the news that's been surrounding him for years. So nobody should have thought that it was going to be a breeze or a walk in the park regardless. But I will say once the news started rolling out and the way that he was reacting to things, I did not know, aside from obviously what I saw on Hard Knocks, that homie was really set tripping. Like he was out here going slightly crazy. Yeah, I mean... People even close to him, I don't even think, have an explanation for how he's been acting in recent in the recent months. Um, and, you know, wide receivers are notoriously kind of like drama queens and have to have things super particular. Mm, but this is, this is taking it to a whole new level. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel bad for the Raiders because I think they had good intentions going in. And I really believe that they didn't understand who they had acquired and how much trouble it was actually going to so be. So they got played. 
Yeah, so feel bad for them. And it brings back to what we have kind of documented since we've become a show. Like, Hard Knocks Curse is real. The Hard Knocks Curse is and so real. The Raiders are yet again another victim of, of something going the fuck something wrong. Something going wrong. And they did win on, what was it, Monday night. They did win. They killed Denver. It was a great game. But this is a lot of unneeded attention. Drama. Drama. Um, they're not going to, I mean, to be all honest, even though with the win, they're not in the same position they would be with Antonio Absolutely Brown on not. the team. So. Absolutely. We have to, his erratic behavior, you have to bring CTE into the conversation. If you don't bring it up, then you're not woke, I guess, out here to be in in a certain sense because it's so left field, some of the things he's doing and recording his coach and all that stuff. It's just totally unnecessary. It's, it, it lacks tact to start. He clearly is acting on emotion and has zero self-control. And when you start looking at a lack of self-control in such a repetitive fashion, it has to make you think that, oh, something is really wrong with this human being. Right. You know? So it's like if you continue to do and have these actions that you're not, like, you're not thinking before you speak and or do, there's something wrong in your cognitive behavior. And to me, that comes back to your brain. And therefore we have to look at for just a second, like has this, and we know he's been knocked out numerous times in the game. Quite a few times. So he basically forced his way out of Oakland just to get, Picked up by the Patriots, which I was like totally blindsided by. And of I course, I figured that was going to happen. I mean, who wants to go through the Patriots with freaking A. Brown? <laughs> a. Brown. That's funny that I said that. But you know, nobody. And now there's even more drama and allegations with this man's name. It's just like, it keeps getting worse and worse and worse. It really does. Like, it's not, it's, it's honestly, it's just not cute. Now to the point where there is actual sexual assault allegations in a civil case by a former trainer. So his former trainer who he met in college and they were in the same Bible study together, how relevant that is, I don't know. Um, She has said that on more than three occasions that he has forced himself upon her or that they have had non-consensual sex. Interactions, yes whatever that is or looks like but i think the point of it is it's like just another thing it's just another thing like and are your we... credibility is shot at this point because you've already have the bad guy tag on you from all the other mess that was so unnecessary right unneeded just ridiculous stuff so now you have this tag on you so to be honest i don't think there's many people out here thinking that he's innocent right now We'll no. see what happens. The league has decisions to make. The Patriots have decisions to make right now. Of course, we won't pass judgment because we weren't there. We don't know what's we going don't know. on. But we do know that more information will be coming soon, and it'll be interesting to see if AB even finishes out this season. Yeah, I feel like that suspension might be riding a little longer than expected. But he's with a team that, quite frankly, doesn't need his help. So, right. there's that. And I'll be happy if he doesn't play. <laughs> so, for my, team, for my team's sake. You know. On to the next topic. 
So the Falcons and the Browns have both had what we will just call very terrible starts to their NFL season. Uh, the Falcons lost to the Vikings 12 to 28, and it should be mentioned that it was at 1.0 to 28. And that's not cute either. <laughs> You know, I don't even know what to say about the Falcons. It's like they have all the talent on their actual really roster. Do. Like, literally every year, the you talent have the is there. the highest paid wide receiver in the league. And, you, he, and the best, to be honest. And the so best. In, my, in my eyes, Julio's definitely the best. Um, <laughs> he's definitely the best in my eyes. I know. I just love him. Um, Hopkins probably has something to say about that. But to me, Julio's the best. And it's just like... You have a quarterback, so I don't know who what, got you to a Super Bowl. I don't know what it is, and I luckily not a Falcons fan, so I don't. <laughs> it doesn't keep me up at night, but Ain't I know problem. there's people in our neighborhoods and our our coworkers who are really upset about this and feel like the Falcons always let them down. And um, to be honest, going into the season, I thought the Falcons were going to make a kind of push revamp after missing the playoffs and clearly i don't know what's going on to be honest they might need to be thinking about a coach change after that super bowl the way they lost time couple seasons now not making the playoffs they might need to think about coach changing because they have the players they have the players they have so because dan quinn came on what two three might be four seasons no he's been here a while now i think it's he came the year, maybe the year before they went to the Super Bowl. I don't remember. Yeah. We're so, not good with dates, so don't. <laughs> yeah, we're not good with dates. But he's been here a little while now. Yeah, and frankly, he did get him to the Super Bowl. That one season he didn't, right, when he started. The next one they did go to the Super Bowl. They fucked. I mean, they lost. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you were right. You were right. They lost. They- after that, they lost. Um, and then moving forward, I think they we, went to the playoffs the next year, and then after that, they've missed it. Either, anyway, the point is they're on what we would like to call a downward slope. So you're right; it might be time to look at some type of leadership changes. I don't know if it's more of a core issue that they need to look at the coaches in specific disciplines versus their head coach. Like, but at the same time. They, they need to look at the people in charge because obviously that's yeah, not helping. And, and we'll look at both sides of it. They did play a tough Minnesota team in Minnesota. Great defense. Great mm-hmm. offense. This, I mean, to be honest, Minnesota. It's not even cold there yet. It's not cold there, but it's a playoff team. It's their home opener. I mean, True. I would feel better if it wasn't 28-0. That's what's getting it's me. embarrassing. Like, Maybe that's not a win you circle on your schedule, but still you need a better showing than 28-12 with the majority of your points coming when the game's already over. Because how are you already laying down in week one? Yeah. So. Yikes. On to another terrible start. <laughs> the Browns. Which, which was <laughs> probably the most hyped team this offseason with all their acquisitions, OBJ, they had defensive players that I don't care about and don't know their name, but you guys probably do. Um, okay. But they had, you know, several people come over. They got Kareem Hunt, who's not playing yet, but, you know, they had big names come to Cleveland, and Baker Mayfield's back right. on his second year. He's supposed to be 
you know, Even franchise better. quarterback, and they laid they laid the egg. Um, and in my surprise, not really, but I didn't think it would be for losing in week one to 13 of 43 to the Titans. And it was just a messy game all yeah. around. They clearly have lost how many did we find out 15 they haven't won a season opener in the last 15 years that's really embarrassing if you there's didn't kids know. out here that have been alive longer alive longer they've never seen a brave or a braves a browns season opener that's sad so with that being the case you know and the, and again it, like you said the hype that they had rolling into this week 1 game they should have seriously produced even just a little bit better yeah and even their coach Freddie Kitchens this is year 1 of him being a head coach last year he came in as an interim he's like talking all big and bad mm-hmm. thinking that it's going to be easy oh we're going to go out there and handle it and cute you know it's just like i feel like they have a lot of talk between their coach the quarterback talks a lot. The wide receiver talks yeah. a lot. When's the play going to match the talk? And to be honest, the Titans have not been touted as being a top team this season no. or even maybe a playoff no. team. So for them to lose at home, 13 to 43 by 30? Embarrassing. By 30, dog? <laughs> like, I feel sorry for these Browns fans out here because to be honest, even when it looks like it's going to be good, it's still bad. <sighs> we'll pray for him. Moving on to someone who's doing a little better, or a lot, oh, we should a, say. A lot better. The Ravens have stunned the league with a huge win of 59-10 to 10 over the Dolphins. Lamar Jackson, youngest in history to record a perfect QBR rating. Homie is on fire. He Shout out to this young black man, by the way. Just BTW, okay? Right. Out of Louisville, really out of Florida. Almost two-time Heisman Trophy winner. Homie is I'm happy for on him. On it. Because of, there has been a lot of criticism that he should be a running back. Oh, he should be yeah. a wide receiver. When has there ever been a Heisman Trophy winner come out and say that they need to switch positions? Ever, never. Listen, you don't so, do that. So, a lot of the criticism to me was unwarranted. I mean, he was a rookie last season. Just like any other rookie in the league, it takes time. Mm-hmm. Rarely is a rookie phenomenal in the first season. So I'm proud that he kind of got to prove his haters wrong in this week one. We'll see if he can continue it. Um, he did play the Dolphins, which seemed to be trash already. I mean, they gave up Dolphin. 59 points. So we understand that's not going to be a, a regular weekly um, amount of points. But still... He had a perfect QBR rating. Which is insane. Not a lot of quarterbacks can even say that. So, um, we're proud of Lamar. But does this say more about the Ravens or more about the Dolphins right now? I think it's almost an equal showing. It shows that, seriously, Lamar is somebody that needs to be taken as a contender. Don't downplay his skills. Like, homie is out here, and he's trying to win. He's the youngest. He's only going to get better. Don't forget, QBs can stay in the pocket for a and long time. And don't forget, time. they have Mark Ingram now from the oh, Saints. I know. Them home, like, so, I mean, the, the Ravens, Ravens, they could be a problem. I've never been the biggest Ravens and supporter. But I would <laughs> actually 
love if somebody could take down the Patriots or the uh, Kansas City you because know. they are overly hyped, to be honest, in a weaker conference compared to the NFC. And we... A little us, AFC hope. You know, a little, a little AFC hope to just bring somebody yeah. different in the mix because... You know, Period. they're just annoying. They're, the, the I little, get tired of the Patriots real quick. Some change would be nice. But in the same regards, you have to say that the Dolphins look like shit. Yes. And did you hear that they had several They've let players everybody go. contact their agents and say that, hey, Time I want to go. be traded if we're going to basically. I heard that the thing is they're tanking for the Alabama quarterback, Tua. So they're not even trying to win games at this point. Okay. And the fact that that's already out here okay. week one. So y'all just want to already somebody be Somebody has to said it. I mean, somebody and it's leaked some information. It's so whack that if that was even the case, if that is the case, you guys are hosting the Super Bowl. You don't want to at least not be trash. Yeah. Your whole city wants nothing to do with the team if you already suck. Like, everybody in Miami who's a Dolphins fan will be so over football before the Super Bowl even gets there. Yeah. They're just going to be there for the party. That's mm. what it sounds like. Mm. So, we'll keep our eye out on the Ravens and Lamar and see how they, you know, proceed through the AFC. The Dolphins looks like there's no hope for them. Yeah, sorry. So, now, we this segment here, we're going to be able to get some time and sound off on our teams. Jackie's going to go off. Not necessarily go off, but sound off on her team and how she thinks the Panthers did in week one. Floor is yours, Jackie. (laughs) My team, my team. Anybody who has listened to me talk about the Panthers in the preseason, offseason, my biggest concern, one, was that Cam Newton was hurt, per the usual. And I just really wanted him to get better. As everyone has mentioned, he's on this new vegan diet. He's looking leaner. He's really in what could be considered the best health and shape of his life. And his injuries were looking to not be that serious, except for the fact that he, like, broke something or hurt something during a preseason game. But I won't take us down. He sprained his ankle or something. (sighs) Anyway. But... To me, it also, it seemed as if our team at many times during the offseason and preseason really lacked this thing called discipline. And in that, you would see them just, it, it always looked so fun. And I'm not trying to say that if you go to work, it's not supposed to look like a good time because you know what they say, if you enjoy what you do is, if you enjoy what you do is a really work. But right. at the end of the day, there were things, and I said this to my brother, and he thinks I'm crazy. It's like, do, are the Patriots doing that? Do you know what well, I'm saying? Well, they have six rings. I mean, you have to compare you them guys, to greatness. It, period. It's like, are you guys seriously, you're putting so much onus, and headlines are talking about what Cam Newton is wearing, and all this extra off-the-field shit that <laughs> doesn't win games. And that was just something I concocted in my head before this week one game. And then I watched the week one game, and frankly, it was all confirmed. The first half of the game, all of the points that the Rams scored were based on the fact that we made mistakes. They didn't, like, they mm-hmm. just were not a well-oiled machine, which you can blame on it being the first game right, of the season. One, right. 
which is cute, except you get a whole preseason. And I get that the starters don't play preseason, so it's not really apples to apples. But if you were genuinely paying attention to what was really going on in that preseason and paying attention to the people that are actually playing the game and what was happening and being a part and ingrained in it versus being on Instagram worried about the effects of it with your fans or whatever or whoever you're doing it for you could be so much more in tune with what was actually going on and that was it just it it the whole game just wasn't clicking to me so then we were down at the half mind you again all points that we let happen and in the second half they tried to make a comeback it was just too little too late it was too little too late, and it was like, you can't, you can't just decide, like, ooh, hey, let me show up now because I accidentally played around the whole first right. half of the game. No, keep your head in the thing from the beginning, and you won't have to do that. And this is not new for any Panthers fan or anybody who watches football at all to know that the Panthers, a lot of times, if, they're, if they don't come out rocking immediately – it's going to take to the second half for them to get it together. It's either they're flip-flop. You can't call them a second-half team. You can't call them a first-half team. It's a whichever one they don't do first is the other one. They're always either playing catch-up or they're slacking the fuck off. And I can't live like that. Wow. I can't live like I'm. I'm not doing – I refuse to come on this show and complain about my team for the next 16 weeks. So get it together. There you before go. Before I have to come up there. There you go. I'm pissed. I'm mad. <laughs> it was a very close game, and someone from the Eagles who I don't know for some reason I don't remember you guys playing the Rams in recent seasons. Um, but I know the Eagles have played the Rams numerous times in like the last couple of seasons, whether it was a playoffs or regular season. And I was surprised by the score just because you know it was I don't right. I, I don't. I don't find the Rams to be the, the the threat that the media portrays them to be. And so um, it was interesting. But I will sound off on the Eagles. Let me just say that the Eagles did end up winning week one. They won 32-27 to over the Washington Redskins. And so everybody knew going into this game that it was going to be a W. I'm not going to lie. But the way they won kind of bothered me because I saw the same issues that we dealt with going into the last season. Not being able to get off to a great start in the first half, which was definitely our Achilles heel last season. I found that we were always trying to get back in the game, which continued into this week one match. I'm not going to lie. I think we were down, I think we're down 20 to three going into the third quarter. So, I mean, it was not like, oh, it was a handily win or we just got it done. No, it, it took some struggle. Some bright notes of the game were definitely Deshaun Jackson being back on our team. Amazing. He scored two touchdowns over 50 yards. So, we have the deep threat, which is just going to open up everything else for everybody else, which is exciting because we have so many playmakers. And then another bright spot was that we have running backs because last season we had none. We had injuries and we had running backs that just weren't able to get the job done. So now we have Miles Sanders, the rookie, and we have Jordan Howard. And they both looked really good. So that was a bright spot. Another bad spot was our defensive secondary. Still mm. struggling. 
still giving up plays that shouldn't be given up. Like you, we have cornerbacks that just refuse to tackle or try to push somebody out of bounds and they're not out of bounds and then run up the sideline. It's just like the secondary again is still an issue. Um, so we'll see what happens. We have a couple injuries, but like we said, it's week one. We're we 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 came out of with the W. And we'll see if all those things could get corrected. Of course, I have faith in my quarterback. That's half the battle. So we'll see what happens. I'm happy we got the win, but it was definitely stressful. You know, but we got it done. So that's my take on week one. We'll see what happens with our teams on week two and go from there. Moving into week two. We are looking at America's game of the week, the Saints at the Rams. Both teams are expected to be in the playoffs. Both starts weren't that impressive to our girlfriend, Angelica. (laughs) Nope. I can agree. Although they both won. They won, but it was a lackadaisy win. Close games, turnovers, quarterbacks didn't look that hot. The Rams won because we we looked like trash. That's the only reason they won, because we weren't together yet. Yeah, so I'm interested to see. Um, the Eagles have faced both these teams in the playoffs, so I, so you know, I'm trying to scout out and see what we're really dealing with. Uh, it should be a great game. Yeah, I'm not too invested in either one, especially not the Saints defense. I think the Saints defense is definitely suspect this season. So I'm curious to see if Drew Brees can keep it up all year. Yeah. And then with the Rams, their quarterback is definitely shaky. Um, he hates pressure. So if you get any type of pressure so on scary. him, he will throw the ball literally in the ground. So I don't know where all the hype is coming from with these two teams. The media loves to think that they're going to do so hot. We'll see I what happens. I don't know what they think they're going to get from this. And calling it America's Game of the Week is a bit of a stretch for me. But I get it. If it was up to me, I'm pretty sure the Saints are going to pull this one out. The Rams, again, I, I On the just road. watched them play. Um, I just watched them play. The reason that they won was only because the Panthers were not together. They had some di- – the Panthers had dynamic single plays, but as a team – just weren't together. Clicking. They weren't. They clicking. weren't vibing just yet. I mean, again, I know I just like dug into them, but at the same time, like I know that they can pull it together. And the Rams took advantage of that as best that they could. But they're coming up on a Saints team that I think Drew Brees ain't gonna let that fly. Like Drew Brees is. They're going. They're gonna win yeah. this game. Okay. That we'll see. So you got the you got the Saints. Mm-hmm. I think the Rams will pull it out at home. We'll see what happens. Um, and then, of course, we got to highlight our team's games uh, for week two. The Eagles are actually going to be in Atlanta, Sunday night football. I'm going to be at the game. So I'm excited. I don't know what to expect from Atlanta. We always play them super tough. So we'll see what happens. I know this is their season um, opener. And so they're going to be loud in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And so I'm hoping my team can, like, combat that initial rush of energy (laughs) because they're going to come full force. I'm sure they're going to be going downfield to Julio. Hopefully the secondary will know where they're, where they're supposed to be. And so I'm, I'm praying for a victory. Um, so check out our, check out our uh, social media so we can show coverage from the tailgate and all that fun stuff. For sure. And just a few days before Sunday Night Football, you get to watch Thursday Night Football, and that is when you get to see an NFC South 
head to header with the Panthers and the Bucks. And obviously we're going to win this game because just there's really nothing to talk about. We are. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you guys tune into all three of those games next week. And tune into us. If you have not been caught up on season two, we know sports news changes, but we're entertaining all the time. So listen to last season of Girls Who Love Balls. We will be coming back to you with more goodness throughout the NFL season. Thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for waiting waiting for us to get our lives together. I know. True gang gang. Season three is going to be amazing. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. If you love balls or you just love us, like, follow, and share Girls Who Love Balls on literally everything. At Girls Who Love Balls on Instagram and Facebook and at RealGWLB on Twitter. Want to get in touch? Email us at Jackie at JackieChoice.com. Or need more information, check out our show notes. Early wanna hit her, gotta beg him, baby, please. I tell the bitch, shut up. You about to fuck my nut up. The label CEO keep begging me to keep the gun up. They know you play with baby, baby, beat him, cut up. Probably playing Wi-Fi on the FaceTime with Johnny. I told him ice my wrist up. I like to hold my fist up. How the boy the baby in the end that getting his dicks up. Why he keep the fire and throw them foes in every picture? Cause nigga. Baby putting on for the city. Baby, he the realest. Baby probably got a couple million. Baby having four or five killers. Baby got children. Baby probably still drug dealer. Baby ain't a trapper, he a rapper. Baby making classes. Baby in the hood getting active. Baby keep it real with his people. Baby like a preacher. Baby probably still sell reefer.